0: I can help you find it. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry. And tonight's guest is New Bedford School Committee member, Josh Amaral. And he is definitely one of the most impressive young politicians that I've ever met in my life and I'm so proud that you are here to talk with us and uh, kind of shoot the shoot the ish you know I just yeah. uh, I love it I love it so you've been running for a while and now you just recently said eight is enough.
1: It is enough. I like that. You, you came up with that phrase, but I might start stealing it.
0: (laughs) Which mine is yours, brother. You can have it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, it's been, uh, it's been a, it's been a good run. Um, yeah, I've said this in a few places, but, um, I started running for office when I was 19. Um, I was a recent student of uh, New Bedford public school. So that was part of my pitch, you know, like not only was I this college student that was paying attention to what was going on locally and, I wanted to get involved in that, but um, I could bring to the table the perspective of a of a student from our schools. I had just graduated a couple of years before, and um, you know, I, I I see, continue to see really a lack of youth getting involved in stuff. So I thought maybe it would be good to have that voice at the table. And um, I gotta say, not that I'm, I'm, I'm eligible for my AARP card or anything yet, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Eight years later, I'm, I'm, I'm not that connected to the schools anymore as a student. I don't know what it's like to be a New Bedford High School student today or a Keith Middle School student today. Um, so that's part of it. Um, part of it is, you know, being in, in public office, whether it's, you know, the president or the governor or just the school committee in your town is no easy, easy gig. It takes time. Um, if you care about it, it's really not the it's not that the meetings are, are a huge commitment. Going to meetings is the easy part. Um, but it's, it's like tonight it'd be seven o'clock and I'd be sitting here watching TV or, uh, hanging out with my family or whatever. And in the back of my mind, you're thinking, you know, we got these three issues going on right now. I got to call this person back. I got this email to respond to, um, what's going to happen at the next meeting. What do I need to do to, you know, who do I need to call and and ask what they think about this or that, all that stuff adds up. Um, so if you care and you want to do the job the right way, um, it's a big commitment and, um. I, I hope that people have seen that that I've cared about that and put that commitment in. But for me, I think it's time to um, to step back and look at all the all the other areas of my life that have sacrificed to enable that to happen, and um, you know, do some catching up in those areas. And you know, if if paths cross and um, you know, public offices is something I want to pursue again in the future, I, I wouldn't be shy to do that if it was the right fit for me and my family. But I'm looking forward to being a private citizen and engaging in in new and exciting and different ways and, and figuring out my place that way. You know, a lot of my identity has been wrapped up in this stuff, right? I've been the guy, I've been the, the young guy that got elected locally and he's on the school committee. And, uh, you know, sometimes people see you out in public and they go, Oh, it's the school committee guy. Um, <laughs> you know, that's cool, but yeah. it's time to figure out what else am I, um, uh, yeah. beyond just that. So that's all part of the next phase.
0: That's funny because, uh, collar, um, collar down at Novo Mundo, uh, Tells a story about the guy calling her the chicken lady, you know. And, <laughs> and, and y'all the, uh, you know, y'all the school committee guy. But um, that's it. Yeah, the um, it's uh. Well, one thing I noticed that in 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 some of the things that you said in the past, and you was trying to bring some prestige to the school committee, and you you've done that. You know, that's Thank my you. personal opinion and um and you've done that and i uh i i want to really commend you for that you know the stamina that you had you know eight years is a long time you know that's nearly a decade and uh if you continue the path that you wanted to go you know uh the political path it would
1: definitely be over a decade in my opinion yeah um, no thank you for saying that i mean it means a lot coming from you because um uh, you know, before I was Josh Ammerall School Committee member, uh, before long before you were, you were Charlie Perry, Perry mayoral candidate. You were Officer Perry to me at mm-hmm. Keith Middle School, yeah. um, and for a lot of kids coming up, you're that person. So, um, you know, you've known me a long time before all this, and I've known you since then, and um, that's not lost on me. So I, I appreciate the kind words; it means a lot coming from you.
0: Well, we're, I'm proud of you, and I'm going to continue to be proud of you. Only because I respect everything that you do, your decisions, and I, I can clearly, uh, you know, agree to disagree. But I'm always going to support Josh Amaro um, because I know how genuine you are and 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 where you actually come from. Thank the, you. Uh, during the, your time there, um, the one thing that I'm very uh, um, impressed with is, um, I mean, your attendance. First of all, first of all, is the attendance was was great and. Um, the, also the graduation rate, you know, you guys put that up to great numbers, you know, and it's, I feel it's only going to get better, and um, I think once everyone got together, you know, between the school committee, the administration, teachers, staff, I mean, staff, um, teachers, parents, they all got together and said, hey, let's get this done, let's do this together, you know, and we really, you know, said we're not going to be embarrassed any longer, you know, and and once everyone came together and did that i mean the numbers are unbelievable and, and that's the kind of school that i came from at new bedford high school we were the school of excellence you know and uh yeah. and excellence in education and um we, we had so much fun raising that flag and it meant a lot to us so uh i'm very very uh it's kind of bittersweet that you're and making some uh, decisions to move forward, but um, I also know what your intentions are as a, as, as a, uh, a human being, as a, a family man, You're trying to do some other things and um, enjoy it. Enjoy it. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, New Bedford High has come a long way, even in the last decade or whatever we've gone from, um, you know, what, 55% graduation rate or something like that to almost 90% this last year. And, um, you know, 90% still not high enough. Right. I mean, that still means that there's a lot of students that are not graduating the way that we want them to. So there's still work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, uh, you got to stop and reflect and go, you know, that's a big, it's a big accomplishment. But again, I, I mean, that's not one school committee member. That's not even the school committee in general. That's, um, you know, sure we've helped and we've pushed policies along and encouraged and tried to make sure we hired the right people and put them in positions to be successful. But there's a, there's a, Dozens, if not hundreds, of teachers that are responsible for that, students who are responsible for that who taking their education seriously and and giving it their all and making sure that they get across the finish line, um, the administrators that have come through our system, paraprofessionals, everybody in the school system contributes to that. And um, while in the last year or so the high school's gotten some of that glory, um, everybody should look all the way down the system too and go, you know, that high school graduate might have been on track to graduate because their third grade teacher. Um, was really exceptional. And, you know, nine Good. years later, they graduate and they're ready to go. But um, that's a system-wide success. So everybody deserves to wear that as a, as a badge of honor. And, um, you know, New Bedford High needs to be seen as the school in the area to go to when it comes to the number of AP courses available, the, the band, the sports, uh, all the extracurriculars, the drama, um, all the fine arts stuff at the school. Uh, the new business finance lab is incredible. Um, this is a place that's pumping out kids that are very successful, um, has more offerings than than other schools in the South Coast do. Um, but sometimes I think people's mentality is stuck in you know, 2008 or 2010 mm-hmm. um, and some of those numbers. And is the school safe? Is the school, is that the where I want my kids to go to be most successful? Um, the perception's changing. Um, I I was well-served in New Bedford High School when I went there. Maybe every student didn't have that experience at the time, but nowadays uh, more and more are. So I think it's the place to be. Um, I would put it up against any other South Coast high school. I know it's the place to go. And I'm thankful for the opportunities I got there, even beyond just the academics, but uh, being exposed to a lot of different cultures and people, um, languages, uh, all these different extracurricular type things uh, has benefited me greatly in my life and given me a lot of perspective that, um, you know, you don't get in other places. So Um, I think that's a real differentiating factor. So I believe in the school and I believe in the school system. And whether I'm whether I'm on the school committee or just a community member, um, we're not going to let that slip. Um, I know that we're going to be we're going to continue to be successful there.
0: So true. I agree. One hundred percent. It's a comment. uh, This is know that you are much appreciated for all that you have done to support students and teachers. Of NBA, uh, New Bedford Public Schools.
1: That's nice. Thank best you.
0: Wishes, yeah. Best wishes for your next endeavors. Awesome. Yeah. Another comment here. Um, thank you, Mr. Amaral, for the time you've given to our schools. Awesome. It, um,
1: Thanks,
0: yeah, this is, um, this is what I'm talking about. You know, we just got to continue to support because we're all in this together, like you said, you know, and, uh, Actually, one of my all time favorite teachers was a third grade teacher, Miss Rosemary Pereira. And um, she had such an influence on me. And um, uh, especially when she was kind of sitting down with me, and she actually kind of said, Hey, you know, let's do this a little bit better. Let's do this a whole lot neater, you know. And once she kind of sat down with me, really sat down with me. Um, I think I was off and running after that, you know, and uh, it's it's amazing that at that young age that you can have an inspiration that ends up leading, you know, or carrying on with you into your adult life. So, you know, teachers are wonderful, and I had such a good time at Keith Middle School as a school resource officer. Um, Yeah. yeah, It was a highlight of my career, and I, I loved it.
1: Well, you did it well, you know, you did it well. We were obviously, a lot of talk about that that program recently and, and a lot of different opinions and strong opinions, it's a touchy subject. But um, at the very beginning of the process, I had said, you know, um, I could see some issues with the program nationally, and I, I get all the perspectives of it. But um, when I think of a school resource officer, my perspective is Charlie Perry um, at Keith Middle School in a polo shirt, um, yep. hanging out with the kids and walking down the hall and telling jokes and, and having a good time. And um, that's the way it should be done, if it's done at all. Yes. Um, so I, I know sometimes, um, you know, sometimes the the police department maybe have di- have different visions of how that's supposed to be done. The schools have different visions of how it's supposed to be done. And um, maybe everybody doesn't do it the way that New Bedford did it or does it. But um, you know, I think you were sort of the the personification of how that would work. Um, yeah. And, Thank and part of it is it takes rare, rare individuals to make that work and to balance all those, all those trade-offs. So, um, it's a credit to you. And, and I know, um, in my class of people, you're very well known and, and, and well liked because of the job that you did. So, um, it's again, it's an example of, of it being done well and done right.
0: Thank you very much. means a lot, really means a lot to me. Um, we have, a. Uh, so as you go and uh, you move away from all the different meetings, knowing you, you definitely have two, three, four meet more, two, three, or four meetings scheduled on some type of title that you have. I, I know <laughs> the meetings are not out of your system; it's still going to be part of it. So, yep.
1: watch out, Sean. My my fiance might be watching this, and <laughs> you know, she doesn't know yeah. about all those meetings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so we uh. In between those meetings uh you know we want you to kind of go to those cornhole tournaments you know uh kind of do those nice little things you know and uh hang out and just enjoy yourself because you did a fabulous job And you know just just do what you can write a book write a book education's there write a book
1: maybe maybe oh you've written you've written some decent books yourself I i've i bought some of those on kindle but the, yeah. uh, the illustrations, those are fantastic. Uh, it. So it shows shows the work that could be done. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I want to do more of that stuff. I want to be engaged in the community in a different way. You know, um, I got home from work today. We went out to dinner. I came back home, and um, maybe school community member Josh would leave the, the college shirt on and come on here and give you some political speech. But um, I, 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 feel, I feel like I've graduated from that, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to engage with people in a different way. Without the title, without the, you know, I have to watch exactly what I say and um, and all that. You know, I, I want to just be kind of normal with with the way that I engage with people in the community and um, and find that and find new ways to to contribute. I think there's so much changing in our community. Um, a lot of it's for the better. A lot of it's good, um, but some of it comes with growing pains and creates new challenges with us. You know, so like some of the work I do at Pace, we we talk a lot about housing and um, food insecurity and. Um, you know, we've had a lot of talk in meetings to your point, uh, recently Mm -hmm. about, uh, rising rents and things like that. Um, someone gave me an example of a, of an apartment in an area of the city that's not well known for its, uh, its luxury units. Uh, Mm -hmm. that was, I think $1,700 for a three bedroom apartment. Um, you know, I, I do that stuff during the day, but that's becoming a more compelling challenge for us. So we want New Bedford to be a place where everybody can live and it might get a little bit more expensive. Uh, sure. Um, the community is desirable. We got the train coming, we got all this stuff happening. It's exciting. Um, but what are the impacts to, uh, to the average people in New Bedford, the people that, um, that we care about, the people that we know and, and, and engage with on a daily basis. So, um, paying attention to that, talking about that, bringing that to the perspective of people a little bit more. I think that's going to be on the agenda for the next, not just this year or next year, but um, as New Bedford changes or adapts, uh, how do we make sure it works for everybody? Um, and that's a conversation I just want to have, you know, for my neighbor's sake, not not for any political gain.
0: True, sure. it uh, you know, especially where the population is huge, you know, and in, uh, in the city, if uh, if they're getting pushed out just because of rents, you know, where are they going to go? Where where are the other big cities, the, the areas that are going to cover yeah. them, you know, where are, where are they going to be? And there it, it, it may be at a point where someone just kind of relocates, but relocates to another state, you know? and Oh, uh,
1: well, that's it. I mean, New Bedford has been f- for a long time now, whether it's the cheapest or almost the cheapest place to live in the state. Um, there's some places way out in Western mass and the, in the wilderness out there that maybe are around the same price, but um at least on the eastern part of the state, you've got New Bedford, Fall River's pretty close. Um, and then Brockton's been kind of out of range. So a lot of people have um, been priced out of those areas and they've they've had no option but to land here or to move out of state, like you said. So if it becomes um, unaffordable to live here, uh, what happens to those folks? And and not just the people that have moved around a little bit over the years, but what about the people you know living here on a fixed income, maybe 1,000, 1,200 a month, who used to be able to rent an apartment and get by um, and now they can't even meet the rent. Uh, what do we do about them? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm not running for anything. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that's a problem. And we need a plan to, to talk about that.
0: Yeah, I was, I was actually talking to someone today and, uh, they, they almost, almost got me going politically, but, uh, <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I was, I was almost there. The spark was almost, almost, lit, you know, but, uh, yeah it's uh we we definitely uh have some new people coming in and some old faces that are still trying to establish themselves you know in the political arena and a few people going to go for your spot and um from the names that i see i'm kind of happy you know I'm, I'm i'm like all right josh's seat is in good hands and um yeah, but they're going to have a high gauge they're going to have a They're going to have a gauge that, um, you know, you're not low on the standards. You multiply the standards to a, to a high degree. So so. anyway, yeah. And anyone coming into that seat, guess what? Get ready, get ready. I,
1: you know, I, I really, um, I've enjoyed working with my colleagues and, um, I'm enthusiastic about the people running, uh, behind me. You know, I, it took a while for the field to develop. So like, you know, today I think the nomination papers were, were due, um, back to get on the ballot. And, uh, I don't know if there were any late breaking things, but I, I know I, I, obviously I've talked uh, about, uh, Ross Grace and Melissa cost, the two people I know pretty well, who I think would be good school committee members. Um, I wanted to wait and see to make sure that there were good quality candidates, uh, running for office. Um, my heart really wasn't in another term, but, uh, I also wasn't going to see the seat go to somebody who, you know, I thought, you know, wouldn't do a very good job or if the field wasn't good enough. So those two stepping forward, I, I think, is really um, critical and it makes me feel better about stepping away as do, you know, the the colleagues that I have. Um, I think we have a pretty strong school committee and and uh, we'll have the continuity into the future. And even beyond that, you're going to look more than just the next two years, but the next four and six and eight. Um, will there be some carryover between school committee members uh, in that time to make sure that things stay uh, the way that they're supposed to stay? Uh, and I think you know Ross and Melissa, if they're if they're fortunate enough to be elected by the voters, um, you know, hopefully they're making that commitment for for you know four or eight or twelve or whatever many years they want to do, and that sees this through. Um, I, I think Mr. Anderson is a tremendous superintendent. Um, but the the average shelf life of a superintendent in a place like New Bedford is like five years. Um, yeah. He's a talented guy. I hope he stays here for a very long time, the rest of his career. But um, if he has other opportunities presented to him or whatever, uh, I want to make sure that the school committee can keep the momentum that we've built in the last few years because um, it's too important to go back. We can't do that. Um, so having that strong team in place gives me all the confidence to step away and know that those things will be valued. And, um, you know, I wouldn't rule out weighing in from time to time on issues that I think are important. You know, we've got public comment, we got the ability to write and call and do all that stuff. And um, mm. that's always been effective for me when people reach out and share their thoughts, whether I agree or disagree, I always like to hear them out and um, I'll be on the other side of the table. Uh, sometimes it's a little easier to be on the other side of the table, yeah. um, right. but that's okay. Uh, so now I could just be opinionated and um, the elected officials can figure out how they, how they want to handle that.
0: It's going to be, won't it be nice to kind of type up an email to one of them and say uh, uh, like putting a subject matter second notice, you know, because you didn't get <laughs> responded to the first one. I put that little urgent flag on the, the exclamation <laughs> yeah. point. Awesome. And uh, just to touch on what you said about Mr. Anderson, Superintendent Anderson, uh, great job. Um, tough, tough ordeal that, you know, going through this pandemic and uh, able to, you know, lead, lead. And uh, that's one thing I talk about all the administrators throughout the city and each, each and every department that, um, I commend you. I, I really want to, because that's a, that was a hard, hard situation. And um, I'm glad that, uh, they were in place to kind of get us through all this, you know? So, yeah. you know, yeah, this
1: talk- is no, no disrespect to any of the, the people who had come before them, but, um, I think the vision for what New Bedford schools could be is that, that someday the system would be in order and you could attract a real top flight, top tier superintendent to come and commit to the city to make this, not just the stepping stone, but the job that he wants or she mm-hmm. wants. And yep. uh, I think Mr. Anderson's sort of the embodiment of that. So um, for a long time, you know, you, you get people that kind of come and go. I think New Bedford had like six or seven superintendents in a in a seven or eight year period of time or something like that. And now Mr. Anderson's been here. uh, This is starting his fourth year and uh, obviously a lot to show for it so far, but he's, he's almost been deprived of a normal superintendency um, with, uh, you know, he inherited some crisis right away with um, charter school expansion. That was really divisive and, and, um, and, and gets very difficult for public school systems to kind of keep up with that. Um, And he had to spend a lot of time navigating through that. And then, just about the time that that wrapped up, we had COVID roll around. So it's been a really difficult three years um, so that he's been able to keep his eye on the ball and, and, and make progress is, is exciting. And the pro- potential to get through, you know, there's always going to be something going on, but if it yeah. could just be minor instead of major um, the guy could really, could really focus his efforts on um, getting us to even the next level. So um, lots to be excited about there. And, and the team he's built around him is also skilled and, and talented. So, I feel really confident. I mean, our principals, our our central office folks, uh, all the way down into our classroom, people are really committed here in New Bedford, and and it's it's the place to be. It's the place to work, and it's yeah. the place to have have uh, your kids go to school.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, um, I, I enjoyed myself when I worked there in diff- two different times in my life, and um, I, I always loved working for the school department, um, regardless of you know, what it was. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, but Superintendent Anderson came in with, uh, he came in with a laser tag uh, uniform on, you know, he, he came <laughs> into the building and, uh, you know, shots are fired. he was firing them, flying his own shots and trying to get things right until he was able to, um, you know, become successful. I think he's, it's a success, what he's doing, and um, I appreciate Appreciate the job he's doing. The, yeah, same.
1: Uh, I. He, he's he's capable of building relationships and being a reasonable person, and um, it's not always his way of the highway. And yeah. um, you can work with him, and he, he really does listen to the community and 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 take the feedback. And um, you can tell sometimes he's he's legitimately conflicted about certain situations because he cares. You know that's the that's the thing. Sometimes in these positions, whether it's New Bedford or elsewhere, um, you have people who who make a decision and they want it this way, and it's got to be their way. And uh, they don't really care what anybody has to say about it. And, uh, again, we all agree and we disagree and we uh, we do all that. But if you know that the people that you're dealing with are reasonable people, um, you can go, okay, well, I see what you're trying to – what you're getting at there. Um, I see it a little differently, but I understand. Um, and I find him to be someone on that level, uh, which is, is a testament because in those jobs, it's not easy to be – it's not easy to wrestle with these challenges when they come up. It's a lot easier to just dismiss the other side and, and see it your way and everybody else is wrong.
0: True. True. Now, there's uh, there's times in your uh, during your tenure that you were on the majority side of getting something approved, and then you were on the kind of on the lower end, you know, on the minority side, um, as far as the voting and um, you know, how was that for you? You know, did you did you second guess yourself? You know, either way, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh being honest about it, probably probably on both sides, whether, whether I was successful or unsuccessful in whatever position I was taking, you're always trying to, I don't think you're doing the job well, if you're not considering the other side and going like, do I have this right? Or, or do they have it more right than I might have it? You know, you have to think about those things. Um, And, and often it's not black and white. It's, it's somewhere in the middle, you know, where people are mixed and they have good reasons for the beliefs that they have. So, um, you know, you might, you might feel a certain way because your personal experience is, has gotten you to that point, and I might feel another way because my personal experience has been a little different, or I know somebody a little different, and and I, I think of it in a different way. But there's value to everybody's uh, opinions, I would say. Um, there's been times where um, being on that losing side of a vote, um, you actually leave leave the situation feeling more successful because you were able to make a point, or make a statement. And uh, even though you might not have been successful in, in making that policy, uh, people heard what you had to say and maybe that loosens things up down the road or maybe people just like the way that you handled losing because sometimes that's important too is just to, um, you know, after a meeting when everybody's got this, this tough disagreement or whatever and you walk out of the meeting and everybody's still cordial and, and friendly enough and you go, okay, uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we can have that mutual respect. It doesn't have to be all poison politics all the time. So um, I felt that way, and then where I felt like I'm at my best or when the school committee's at its best is when um, someone who you you wouldn't expect to vote a certain way hear's the other side and you actually have that cooperation. You know uh, We talk a lot in national politics about bipartisanship and bringing everybody together. and um, it feels sometimes like that's a myth. But on the local level, when it's not partisan, there's no Democrats and Republicans. It's just people working for their community it stands to reason that sometimes you would come into a conversation and think I'm voting on a, and then you hear somebody out and you go, oh, actually, maybe, uh, maybe I'll go with side B here. Um, uh-huh. That's the way it's supposed to work. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not, you know, brain surgery. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's, um, I, I don't know. I think some of the best times in my life is serving on a lot of com- committees. And, um, just for those reasons, you know, you just got to, Sometimes standing alone uh, may be your best triumph, even though you lost. You mm-hmm. know? And, uh,
1: yep. I'll give you an example, Charlie. I think um, yep. uh, it's probably 2015 or 2016 or something like that. Um, Chris Cotter and I pushed um, to notify parents of their ability to opt out of the MCAS, um, which was a really kind of a controversial thing at the time. The superintendent really didn't love that. Um, apparently, folks at the state did not love that. And they, they weighed in and voiced their opinion about it. And um, we persisted anyway, and put it on the agenda and voted. And we lost five to two, all five other school commissioners voted against us. Um, and, you know, there were decent reasons for them to vote against it. Um, especially at the time, maybe that wasn't really the right moment to uh, tweak the state and, and make a big statement. But uh, when you feel a certain way about something, and, it, and I do, I feel like the MCAS is a flawed, system uh, and too right. much of our education system relies on test scores and um, using that to punish schools and punish students and punish teachers. And uh, I think most people probably feel that way now. So it makes you stop and think, why Why do we continue that if so many people feel like it doesn't work for them? But we made that stance like five or six years ago. And um, I think state policy and, and, and public perception has changed since then. It wasn't two school members in New Bedford. This is a much larger debate across the state. But that was just one example of um, two people seemingly going out on a whim, um, doing the unpopular thing, but making a statement and doing it, and uh, I, I would do it again.
0: Well, I'm glad out of the two of you, you were the better looking one, and, and Chris was <laughs> kind of... It's almost like the beauty and the beast, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, I
1: have to agree. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would have fun drawing that cartoon or that poster, you know? I would... Uh... <laughs>
1: Uh, uh yeah. no, and I that's feel- a that's an example though. He's a guy, right? I mean we agreed on that issue. There are other issues we we, we don't agree on. Um mm-hmm. but that's okay. He's my friend. Uh, yeah. you know, he's 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 always gonna be a friend of mine. He's a he's a family friend of mine. Uh he goes back with my family a long time and uh there's a mutual respect there. I and he's got a different lived experience than I do. So it yeah. stands to reason we would see things differently sometimes. But um but I, I, I you know that this has to be more than um what you say at the meeting. It has to be, um, you have relationships with people and, uh, if people are, you know, there are plenty of people I don't have a relationship with and, and we disagree and I don't care for them, but, uh, he's not one of them.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. We, uh, my former colleague, he was, and, uh, he's still my dear friend. And, uh, we talk about many issues, agree to disagree. Um, but yep. you know what, if I need someone, at any point in the time or day, uh, day or night, I know who I can call on, and he's going to be right there. So absolutely, like the fight that he has in him, and I'm pretty sure he loves the fight that I give him too, or give other people. <laughs> so <laughs> the um, I uh, I I like um, you know the school committee meetings and in, in general, I like the way that they invite the public. Um, where the public is part of it, you know, it's so important. Those closed door meetings are really something that, um, you know, upsets me because it's not enough public import, or, or at least, you know, even if it's two minutes, you get someone two, three minutes, you know, you give somebody the opportunity to vent, you know, and that's me. that may be all that they need. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that, you know, that school committee meetings are open to the public where we can, um, you know, voice our opinion or, or, yeah.
1: or satisfaction, you know, uh, satisfaction yeah. being good or bad, you know? Yeah, it's been, um, you know, it was a little tough with the pandemic and, you know, I don't know where things are heading with this Delta variant thing, but, um, for a while there, we, we were doing the school community meetings at New Bedford High School, but the public couldn't come in. So it was all on zoom and, um, people were submitting their comments by email instead of coming and, and talking in person, testifying or whatever. Um, you know, and, and I won't, you know, to be honest, as a school community member, sometimes I appreciate the the written email with, you know, the the arguments laid out and I can review it and reread it and think about it and do all that. So I encourage people to reach out that way or they can always call. And, you know, I think um, almost every local elected official is, is pretty accessible, um, whether it's on social media or by phone or email, whatever. Um, but um, there are not too many venues in government where. A local citizen can go to the meeting and say their piece at the school board or the city council, whatever it might be, um, and get their time. And you can't really interrupt their time. They could say basically whatever they want to. Um, you get, you know, it might be time bound to so make it two minutes, three minutes, whatever. Um, and we don't usually respond. Um, but when people come and make a good argument, I think everybody kind of notes that. And uh, sometimes we follow up. Sometimes people have said stuff and I've like written to them after cause they say their address and they come. Um, but we're, we're forced to listen whether we like it or don't like it. And sometimes it's a venting exercise for people. Sometimes it's people who feel like they haven't been heard, whether that's, you know, they talk to the school administration or their principal or their teacher or whoever, and, uh, their point wasn't gotten across. So they showed up at our meeting and usually by then, um, you know, I feel bad that they've been frustrated to such that degree, but mm-hmm. um, but you've got the option, you know. And sometimes I feel like, um, I don't know if this is the perfect parallel, but, like, you call these, uh, you call, like, Comcast or Verizon or something. I wish I could show up to their board meeting and just get three minutes to let them know <laughs> what I think about their service, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, every time my service goes down, I, I wish they would give me th- you know, two dollars and ninety nine cents, you
1: know. <laughs> you may be paying you.
0: Yeah, definitely. The uh uh I wanna go back to uh well I wanna mention this. Um you get Jack Spillane from the new better light and then you had Jack Spillane in the past from South Coast today new bedford light did he interview you with sunglasses on you know uh kind of jimmy buffett t-shirt you know how did he interview this time you know but it was <laughs> <looked> different
1: <laughs> it was uh it was pretty casual yeah uh, I, right. I don't know that we had the shades we met up in a um i kind of joked with him because uh, he didn't want to meet with me downtown because he thought people might see us and sniff out the story uh-huh. so we met at a at a undisclosed location yeah. on a park bench okay. and uh I asked him if, if maybe, maybe I would look this way and he could look that way and, you know, we could talk, but nobody would notice, but he he didn't think that was necessary, but you know, I, I appreciated him doing the, the story on, on my, uh, my not seeking reelection. Um, it was important to me that he did it because he's such a, a prolific local politics writer Mm -hmm. that it feels like a rite of passage to have him cover it. And then I'm also, I'm excited about what they're doing with that new Bedford light. You know, um, I think Uh, you know, I think it's people that are well-intentioned that want to make sure that local politics and local government and the happenings in New Bedford are covered. Um, and I think, you know, some other media sources have not paid as much attention to those nuanced things. You know, I miss the, the Sunday newspaper with like the featured story that goes in, in detail on the, the things that everybody should be talking about. Um, we're missing that from the newspaper nowadays. So I hopefully hope that they can, they can bring that and, um, you know, whether that's Jack in his own unique way or, or the other writers that they've brought on. Um, I think that's filling a void in the community. And I also think there's a space for things like this, Charlie, uh, podcasts, we can get every, every day kind of average people on to talk about what's going on and what's important to them. It really is the future of media.
0: Um, it sure is.
1: So yeah. I, I like that. And I, I think that's, a, there's a role for me to contribute, whether it's through, you know, being a guest and Showing up and talking at things like this, or um, maybe writing, um, contributing to different things. Uh, you know, I I think I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. Um, and sometimes you can sit down and chew on an, an idea for a while and write it up in a nice way. And um, frankly, it's difficult to weigh in on a lot of different issues when you're an elected official because um, you know you're seen as just an education person, for example. Sure. Um, so if you want to, if you want to talk about other stuff you got to wonder, you know, is this going to help the school system? Is this going to help my cause with what I'm trying to push for over here in the school side? Um, so I think this, this whole thing is an opportunity It opens me up to, to do more of that. And, uh, I love what you're doing here because you reach a whole different population of people. You know, there, there might be people listening who haven't read the new Bedford light yet, um, that don't get the newspaper anymore. They get their news from different places. Um, and you know, you got to get exposed to these things one way or another. Um, and, and it's against through building relationships. So whether that's individual or people who maybe you've never met that tune into your podcast um, and they, they grow to know you and they comment and stuff, you grow to know them a little bit. And now you've, you've influenced a whole, a whole new group of people. So um, that's really important. And um, especially in a place like new Bedford, which is, you know, you said before, it's a big city. we have got a hundred thousand people, but um, in some ways, it's a really small city as well. Uh, yes. You're like, two steps removed from everybody. Everybody knows somebody in common here. And, um, through something like this, I don't know how many viewers you got on, but, um, if you get 30 or 50 people who watch this video, maybe they learn something from me, maybe they learn something from you and they go and tell someone else. And, and now there's a little bit more awareness of, uh, raising rents or, uh, food insecurity or what the school system's doing nowadays. And, um, those micro conversations mean a lot more, I think than, um, you know, a press release that nobody reads that goes to two thousand people but nobody cares about it. And there's too exactly. much of that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It uh but that's what I'm trying to do is just uh, keep it keep it uh keep it local. Um in most cases I could go, you know, abroad, I, I could definitely do that. Um but right now I'm keeping it local, especially when the request and demand are to come on the show and and, and just talk to talk. And and, uh, to be real on the Really Charlie podcast and um, that's what I like and um, I have some future guests that are coming on that are going to basically do that you know and I'm not I try not to restrain anybody I don't get in the way of what their conversation may be you know if they ask me my opinion I'm going to give it Um, but I'm also not going to get in the way of their their uh, conversation and what they're trying to lead so but um
1: with the name do you um do you, do you give your wife like royalties for being able to use it or
0: i should you know is it's like almost on a daily basis probably i'll give it you know i don't know the record numbers but i could at least say it's at 10 every day you know <laughs> really charlie you know <laughs> so uh i got it going and uh it's uh it's definitely her her this is hers, you um, know, but uh, I love it. Every now and then, she tries to switch it up and say, "Really, Charles?" and um, oh, and I said, "That's not my name." And then uh, that's she, the spinoff. Yeah, yeah that's the she, that's the next show. Yeah, she said, "That is your name," and uh, yeah, it is. But I like Charlie better, you know. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> so, Josh, Mister Amaro, who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? Uh, that's a good question.
1: Let me think. Hmm. I mean, I'd like to see a lot more people on here, to be honest. I'm thinking about the election cycle coming up, and um, I don't know if you're feeling this, and, and I don't know if there was some mad rush at City Hall today to get the papers in on time or whatever, but this has been a, a, a fairly quiet election cycle so far, um, mm-hmm. partly because there's no mayor's race. So, you know, usually there's a lot of people drawn out by... ability to vote for who they want to be the mayor. Um, And without that, uh, it's just left to the city council and the school committee seats basically. Um, I mean there will be some vacancies. There's a council at large seat, there's some ward races that are contested. Um, So hopefully people are 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 turning out for that. But um, you know again election coverage I haven't really seen I haven't really seen any any real stories on who's running for this or that. Um, And you know, a lot of these candidates, I think, are going to need a soapbox to get their message out there and reach people, particularly people who are not reached by like traditional media sources. So um, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, you got to have on some of these people running for office um, and and to have a real conversation, not to have yeah. the talking point, you know, tell me what's on your pamphlet. And maybe there's some of that so people know where people stand on, on some issues, but, um, but more broadly, just to get to know them as people, because um, my stance is uh, I will vote for Uh, a city councilor who I don't agree with on everything. I'll vote for a school member I I don't perfectly see eye to eye with if I believe them to be a reasonable person who would listen to me and hear me out. That's the best I could do for a local official is someone who will listen and and be engaged. Um, If you could do that, um, I think you can earn my vote. Um, So you can, you could tease that out on this show. Mm -hmm. in ways that um, you won't get on a debate stage or reading a profile in in the newspaper or or whatever else, uh, whatever other options are.
0: Yeah. And that, I agree. I mean, I had, Did did you have uh,
1: Shane Burgo on recently?
0: Yeah. We had Shane Burgo.
1: Yeah. He's a, he's a former classmate of mine. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. um, And someone who needs to get his message out there. He needs people to know where he stands. And and, um, so guests like that, I think, you're introducing a, a whole new population to, to them, and, and that's really important when it comes to this local election.
0: True. I mean, I had him, I had Jason Mello.
1: Yep. Another friend.
0: Uh, Scott Pemberton, um, colleague of mine, um, friend of mine. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ross Grace came on here. Yep. And uh, that's really about it. Melissa was here on a, on another part, you know, other aspect. And um, oh yeah, yeah. But I also I, I I love to have them all on here, you know. I don't care, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, like to get the mayor on here. He's been requested to be on here.
1: That um, would be a good one. That would but, be a really good one, especially because you could look back on, on the election, right? And uh, yeah, I'll say. I mean, I think you carried yourself in that race like a gentleman. Uh, you did very well. That was Thanks. your first real real show out there, right? I think you had talked about political stuff in the past, but never run um, or saw it all the way through anyway. And, and that Correct. was, uh, Correct. you did a heck of a job. You came very close in that primary. And then, you know, I think you, you, you raised a little bit of a panic. They spent everything they could to, to make sure that the general didn't get messed up, but yeah. Uh, but you had a good show and you talked about some important issues and brought them to light, but it'd be cool to, to see you guys talking in, in, uh, in this environment. And um, you know, I don't see why that can't happen.
0: No, it, it I think I just got. I mean, I, I corresponded back and forth with him, with other issues, other you know emails. He responded back pretty quickly, and um, you know, so it can happen. Um, and I'll make it happen eventually. Um, I just want to make sure that um, uh, you know, we're both got that you know perfect agenda correct. You of course, know, yeah. timing, timing. I want the timing to be right. So we can both kind of just talk about, you know, whatever we have to talk to talk about, you know, meet the mayor, whatever. Yeah. He might tell he can tell me his agenda, what he's looking forward to doing with the city. And I can, you know, say, Hey, I like that, you know, good idea. And, and also pose some other questions too.
1: Have you had the superintendent?
0: Uh, No, I, uh, I heard some some great things about him. Um, He's a guy that, that's not Cave Verde, and at least we we know he isn't. I mean, uh, unofficially, we think, you know? <laughs> but he he looks Cave Verdean. He come in his community, you know. We put him anywhere, you know, <laughs> and uh, he fits right in. But I, 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 you know, but he's a very educated man, and uh, I'm gonna have to reach out to him and uh, and uh, maybe the start of the year, and you know, talk about the goals that he has coming up. And, yeah, uh, and we'll
1: go from there. You know? I'm sure he'd be happy to come on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll do that. Um, let's see. I uh, let's see if I have. I might want have one more question for you. Um, the uh, I, I can't remember, and I didn't write it down. But um, you know, I I, I just want to say once again that I I, I really really am proud of you and I want you to enjoy your next chapter and uh you need me you have my number we always keep in touch but if you need me for anything let me know uh you have an extra steak on the grill let me know I'll go over
1: you know uh no problem all right (laughs) sort of. Uh, let's see if I angle it this way. The grill's back there somewhere. Yeah. Right. Come on by. We'll do it in person next time. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously though. Thanks for um. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for um. You know, all you do in the community and and and, and uh, the example that you set. Um. You know, for a lot of kids coming up through the school system and coming up in New Bedford, and I know you've made a difference in a lot of people's lives. Um. You know, mine included, and I'm happy to consider you a friend. I'm really you know, excited about the podcast and all you're doing with this and um, you know, I'll, I'll always come on, but we're always um, I'm also always open to, you know, seeing you and, and chatting and, um, and doing this stuff online or offline. Um, so thanks for all you do. Thanks for having me on. And um, I'm looking forward to this next chapter. There'll be a lot more of this. And um, I'm really excited about, about the future for me, for you, for the Bedford, for the school department, everybody um, things are in good, in a good place. And, um, we got more work to do, but um, we got the right people to carry the torch.
0: Awesome, and uh, feel free anything, any title you are any title you have. This is your official podcast. So if you're doing something at pace and you want to get the message out there, you know, feel free whether it's you or one of the representatives, you know, yeah. get, get in touch with me and we'll definitely put up put the podcast on. Uh, it could be at a moment's notice. I don't care. We can definitely do it.
1: Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. We'll um, definitely take you up on that because there's a lot that we're doing and, and we'll have more to talk about uh, in the next few months for sure. All right. and uh, All right.
0: Definitely. You're the best, man. And you hang in there. And, Thanks, uh,
1: Charlie.
0: Get ready. Rid- I mean, cut that grass, you know, uh, enjoy that pool for another week
1: or two, you know. And, <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> I got to get the net out. It's full of bugs and yeah. oh, man. chlorine's crazy. I don't know. I got to become a chemist to keep up with this stuff over here. Oh, man. That's why I'm leaving the school committee so I can take care of the pool. That takes yeah, more that's effort. It. That's it.
0: More drinking, more cleaning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Charlie, uh, say hi to your mom for me.
0: I sure will. I sure will. All, All right. Thanks care. for having me. See you Love later. You, take care.
1: Love you too. Bye. All right. Oh.
0: One of my favorite guys all time. You know, since a young age, definitely was impressed with him and knew that he was gonna be the person, the man he is today. Because he, he knew he was raised by some good people and they definitely uh built that character in him and uh New Bedford definitely, definitely had a good, good school committee member and a great citizen. He's definitely uh five star in my, in my eyes. So thank you for joining me on the really Charlie podcast with my guest, Josh annual Amaro, where he said eight is enough. And he's moving on to a new chapter to do some bigger and better things, but he's going to do other things. And, uh, I can't wait to see what he does in his life. Um, It's going to be nice. So my schedule and my agenda is wide open for the month of August. Looking for some new guests. Come on the Really Charlie podcast. If you have anybody in mind, please drop their name down in the comment section. And I'll gladly invite them to the Really Charlie podcast. Thank you. It's a wonderful evening out there. Nice and cool. A little cooler than usual, but it's gonna the heat is gonna rise tomorrow in the next three days. So be careful, refresh, drink water, stay cool, and stay hydrated. Love you all. Thank you for tuning in to the Really Charlie Podcast here on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you have an opportunity, listen to the Really Charlie play my song, a new segment to the Really Charlie Podcast where I play the music that you love, the music that I love um, on Spotify. Take care, y'all. Have a good night. Well, y'all... This is the end of another podcast. Really, Charlie, play my song. I hope you enjoyed the playlist. I hope you enjoyed the guest along with myself as we went back and forth, and you know, just talking about music. Please continue to listen to the Really Charlie play my song. And if you have any requests, you know, just send a message here on Anchor. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely listen to it and I'll play it on the next podcast so thank you for tuning in and you can also tune in to the Really Jolly podcast on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube Facebook and Streamyard when you ever have a chance but uh, if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast you know we could talk some music let me know. All right, I'm very transparent. I'm on uh, Facebook, Charlie Perry. Honestly, I'm on the Instagram, Really Charlie Instagram page, you know. So, and I got a group on Facebook. So, want to reach out to me? You have many, many venues to go to, and I'll, we'll get you on the podcast. Take care. Be blessed. God bless. and Be well.